0: Welcome to Live the Dream. That name in itself tells you what the program is all about. It's about knowing not only about what you don't want, but finding out how to define and live the life that you do want. Now, here's your host, Karen Dillon, and co hosts, Marissa Marseille and Tom Pearson.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon, host of the show Live Your Dream. So far, we've covered lots of uh, steps and processes on how you can go about uh, achieving the types of success you want so you can live your dream. So today we're going to shift some focus and we're going to do a couple of things differently. So the first thing we're going to do differently is focus on the number one and most important factor in this whole process. And that factor is you. So this is going to be Uh, A segment that's completely focused on you and the other change we're gonna make today is today you're not just gonna hear from me you're also going to hear from my co-hosts Marisa Marseille and Tom Pearson Um, these are the coaches that actually do coaching in real life with clients so I'm gonna go through a specific concept with you today and then they're gonna come on after the break and share with you how they've applied this concept to get real-world results with their clients It's going to be fascinating, so you definitely want to stick around for that. Okay, so let's get on with the first part. So I'm going to read to you a paragraph uh, from a book. It's it's a short paragraph, only three or four sentences, and it's from a book called Little Voice Mastery by an author called Blair Singer, and he was one of my past mentors. Uh, It's a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest you do. And the reason I want to read to you this paragraph is because it's one of the most Uh, powerful paragraphs I've ever read in my life. So I'm going to read this to you, and then we're going to actually base this segment on this paragraph. So here's what he talks about. He says, After more than 30 years of personal development, teaching, and training, I have divided the world into two groups of people, the conscious and the unconscious. Those who are unconscious continue to plod along, believing that the world is doing it to them that everything that they see, hear, or read must either be true or a total conspiracy, and that they're simply pawns in life. Conscious people, however, have the ability to step outside themselves and see themselves as instruments of cause rather than simply at the effect of someone else's actions. Okay? So, as I was reading, there were two key words in there. Right. So for you, what were the two key words that stood out? Now, for the most part, when I say or ask this question, because I've obviously read this paragraph to many, many people, um, the two words that stand out for people are unconscious and conscious. You know, unconscious people operate this way, conscious people operate a different way. And that's true. Those are the significant. But the two key words, and it's easy for me because they're in italics, the two key words in this paragraph are cause and effect. Okay. Cause and effect. So before I go further, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just going to have you think about it for a second. So the question is this, what is the meaning of the word cause? Think about it for a second. And the reason for this question is that we've heard this word before, obviously. But if I ask you, hey, give me the specific meaning of the word cause. Many, many, I would say 90% of the people I ask this question to struggle which is very interesting. Okay? Maybe you have the right answer right away. You know, you could be one of the 10%. If it is, fantastic. Because basically, what is cause? Cause is something that creates a what? An effect. Right? What that means is a cause comes first and that then creates an effect. Okay? So if you don't like the effect, does it make any sense to focus on the effect? You know, after we've talked about this, obviously not. What you should focus on is the cause. Because the second you change the cause, what's gonna happen? The effects going to change. Okay? So let's take a few examples. So for example, if you don't like the amount of money you make, okay, let's just use that. Or if you don't like the type of health you have, the you know how much you weigh when you get on the scale, or the type of person you're in a relationship with, or you're not in a relationship and you would like one, right? If you f- take any of those, either the money, your health, or your relationship. Are those causes, or are those effects? Obviously, I mean, with just a little bit of thinking, you realize, yeah, that's an effect, right? The amount of money you make is an effect. So does it make any sense to focus on that, to obsess over it? Obviously not. What you should try to find out is, what is the cause? Because the second you change the cause, what's gonna happen? The effect's going to change, right? It doesn't even have a choice. It will automatically change. Yet, what we find is people obsessing over the effects, talking about um, them, you know, getting really, really upset about those things. Why? Because those are the most visible things, the things that you see in front of your face every day, right? Yet, like we now understood, focusing on them doesn't help at all because what you should find out is what is the cause. All right, so let's get into that a little bit. How do you do this, right? How do you find out what the cause is of the things that are bothering you in your life, right? The effects. Because the effects that we just talked about, um, the amount of money in your life, you know, the success you have in your business, or whether you have a business or not, are you still working in a job that you don't like, um, the type of relationship you have, whether you have one or not, um, the health that you have, the weight that you have, all of these are, I guess what you can call them are results, right? These are real world results, things that are actually happening in the real world that you live in. So, the question then becomes, if these are the results, we don't like these. Obviously, these are not the problem. So, what should we do? Where do these results come from? So, if I ask you a question, you know, if you are getting some results, where do these results come from? What would you say? Yeah? After a little bit of, you know, thinking, it comes, basically, the answer is obvious. It comes from our behavior. What we do, right? What we do determines what we get. How we behave determines the results that we get. Okay, so if you want different results what should you do it's pretty simple change your behavior right but is that is it that easy because yeah, we all we, we've been talking about this example of what are the two things you need to do to have a fit healthy body eat right and exercise it's pretty simple so why don't you just change your behavior and many of us have tried to change our behavior in the past okay but what happens after a little period of time we go right back to where we were Okay? After Maybe for some people, they, they have more willpower or whatever it is. Sometimes they can last a few more months. But eventually, if all you try to do is change your behavior, sooner or later, it reverts back to your old habits. Okay. So the question is why? The reason for that is that your behavior is also determined by something else. And that something else is what? Your mindset. Right? How you think determines what you do, right? So if you want different results, basically the relationship here is how you think your mindset determines your behavior, which in turn determines your results, the things that you see in your life. So now if you want to change your results, what should you do? Obviously, (laughs) the answer is change your mindset. Great, now you're done. Go take a nap, you know, have a cup of coffee. But is it as simple as that? Like, first of all, how do you even change mindset? Or I think a better question here to ask yourself is this, how did you get the mindset you currently have? Where did that come from? Good question though, right? How did we get this mindset? The answer is conditioning. And what is conditioning? Conditioning, if you just look at the word itself, is you know just the pure definition of the word is something that we're exposed to repeatedly you know, on an ongoing basis. I mean, that's, that's the basic definition of the word conditioning, right? Um, you know, like some of these, uh, you know, if you want to just take an example, a quarterback in NFL, they go to conditioning camps, and that, what is he doing? He's basically throwing the ball, right? How many times? Many, many times, over and over and over and over again. And the purpose is to create this into almost like a subconscious routine in his mind so that when it comes game time, he doesn't actually ever think about it. It's just automatic, Okay. And the truth is that's exactly how we live our life. Basically on automatic based on our past conditioning. Okay. So it helps a little bit to understand where this past conditioning came from or how did our past conditioning even get created, right? Because as a kid or as I should say, as a child, you know, you're born pretty pure. You have a pure heart. You have a pretty great sense of energy. You're enthusiastic about everything, you know, just The first step of concept of learning how to walk, it's pretty challenging, but almost everybody gets through it, right? Um, However, you know, we then experience different conditioning. Everybody experiences a different set of conditions, uh, conditioning process. The, The first people that condition us are who? Obviously, our parents, right? Good or bad, it doesn't matter, but that's the first people that affect how we are conditioned. right? I still have some things my mom used to say when I was like five, six years old. It's always there. Um... And then we grow up a little bit, then we go to school, we meet some friends, and then we have teachers, now they become part of our conditioning process. Then we grow up a little bit more, we go to college, or some of us go into the workforce, and there we meet more people, right? They then become, our friends become part of our conditioning process. We get, you know, we find somebody we like, we get married, and we have relationships, now that's part of our conditioning process, and on and on and on and on and on, okay? So that's really where a lot of our mindset has come from. It has come from our past conditioning. So if you are looking to now take this relationship that we're talking about, you know, essentially like we started this, it's this cause and effect relationship, okay? If you don't, so the results that we get are the effect. The cause is our what? Behavior. The behavior in turn is also an effect. The cause is our mindset. And now the mindset as we understand is also an effect. The cause is our conditioning the past experiences that we've gone through. Therefore, that's why, you know, when we go back to what we talked about, you know, eating right and exercising, that's simply a form of behavior. And when people try to change that, it's too late in the game, right? Because that's not what the problem is. The problem isn't you're eating poorly and you're not exercising enough, even though that's what we see in the real world. The problem is your mindset doesn't value those. Why doesn't it value those? Because somewhere in your past, you essentially agreed to the fact that these things are not that important, or that it's okay to be a certain weight, or that it's okay to not exercise a whole lot. And why? Because maybe you experienced that around you. You know, Who knows what the exact reason is? But that was your conditioning. Therefore, now if we go through this cause and effect relationship, if you want to change your results, what do you have to change? Your conditioning. Okay? So your conditioning is the most powerful factor in your life that is producing your results today. Now the question is why? Right? Why is this thing so powerful? Because it is, it is very, this conditioning is so powerful because it affects something very fundamental. It affects something called our self-concept. Our self-concept really is who we think we are. Okay, there's a, little, a few components to it I'll go into, but it's, a, it's fundamentally who we think we are. And the principle is that our results can never exceed our self-concept. Okay, let me state that again. The principle is that our results can never exceed our self-concept. And by accident, if we do, we will do our level best to drag them back to where that are in line with our self-concept, okay? So to understand the self-concept as to what it is, let's take a look at it a little deeper our self-concept is made up of three things. The first thing it's made up of is something called our self-ideals. Okay. Self-ideals are essentially the standards that we set for ourselves. You know, what we feel it's okay to operate as. So for example, somebody might feel that their standard is it's, it's very important to be honest 100% of the time. Okay. Somebody else might say, you know what, it's important to be honest, but you know, sometimes you got to fudge a little bit, you know, just to keep things smooth. It's okay to tell white lies now and then. You know, Sometimes if you leave out information, it's not that big a deal. Now, these are different standards, okay? Some people might think, hey, showing up at 8 o'clock when it's 8 o'clock is very important. Some people say, hey, you know, if I show up, it's okay. Some people are like, hey, 7.45 is when you show up, okay? Different standards. Now, the important thing to understand about standards is that these things, uh, standard doesn't affect your life overnight, right? It's not like tomorrow you wake up and your life will be different because you change the standard. These things, I guess, to way to understand is like a compass on a ship. Okay, so let's say that typical example, there's a ship that leaves from uh, New York, is going to London. If the compass is off by one degree, what's going to happen? In a day, maybe nothing, you know, maybe a little bit. No, You might not even notice anything. But over a course of a period uh, of time, what's going to happen is You're not going to end up in London. You're going to be in the Arctic or the Sahara, which one you don't know. Okay. But the point is that over a long period of time, standards make huge differences in our life. The question that I have for you is, when was the last time you evaluated the standards that you're operating from? And if you're honest, for most people, the answer is almost never because we just go without thinking about it. And, but these things have a huge impact on our life. The second component of self-concept, right? After self-ideals, the second component of our self-concept is our self-image. Self-image, how we see ourselves, okay? This determines, basically, this is an outcome of uh, our confidence, how much confidence we have as people, okay? Um, This determines what we think we can or cannot do. You know, it's just we all have an assumption. I can do this and I cannot do that. Now, some people think they can do math, and some people think they're just it's not, it's not for them. It's simply their self-image. And somewhere along the way, they developed it, right? You weren't born with it. It wasn't like the day you were born, you're like, I can't do math, right? That's not how this works. So that's our self-image. Our depending, uh, that determines our confidence, what we think we can do and what we think we can't do. And the third thing that uh, is our uh, self-concept is made up of is our self-esteem our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. And this ranges, this ranges from, uh, uh, you know, from one side of essentially where we are calm and confident and basically we have a great love for life, okay, to the other side where we live in fear and anxiety, where we feel like everything's going to go bad or everything is bad, right? So it's essentially from a place of calm and everything's okay to the opposite of fear and anxiety. Or, somewhere, you know, you're somewhere in the middle. And so these three things, our self-ideals, our self-image, and our self-esteem, these are the three things that are made up of our, our self-concept, and that's what um, conditioning in your life impacts. So that's why, and the important thing to understand, by the way, is that these three things are independent of each other, Okay. That's the important thing to know, because somebody could have very high, uh, a high self-image, lots of confidence, but very poor self-esteem. They may feel terrible about themselves. You actually see this a lot in the entertainment industry, right? Um, there are good, are people who are great singers or great actors. They're very confident. They get paid tons of money for what they uh, do. Yet, then they'll do drugs and alcohol and kill themselves. Why? Because they have very poor self-esteem. They feel terrible about themselves. These, uh, like I said, these things operate independently of each other. So, the whole point of this exercise was what? That if you do not like the results that you have in your life, right, whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's relationships or something else, where must you start looking for the cause? It's down in these three things. Your standards, which are your self ideals, your, your confidence, which is your self image, or how you feel about yourself, which is self-esteem. These are the three areas that are going to hold the secret, which if you focus on, you identify the problem, and you change, you're going to see vastly different results in your life. So, how does this affect the real world? How How does this, how do you actually apply this concept to real life? On the other side of the break, you're going to hear from... Uh, Uh, Marisa Marseille. She's a master business coach with the contractors coach and she's going to take you through some real world examples of how people have understood this and made dramatic changes in their life. All right. So we'll see you on the other side of the break.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now
2: visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america
0: channel get ready for high vibin' it with host lindsey robinson and kelsey aida this is an all new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design if you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction spirituality self-love and more we'll break it down for you you can create the life of your dreams and own your power listen for high vibin' it We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karan. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream.
3: Welcome back to Live the Dream. I'm your co-host, Marie Somerset, and I'm a master coach with a contractor's coach. Before the break, Karan covered the results model for us. And as he mentioned, the results model is based on the concept of cause and effect. If we don't like our current results, it doesn't really help us much to obsess over the results themselves. We need to figure out the cause. And now we also know that figuring out what the cause is goes way deeper than just our behavior. It goes as deep as our own self-concept. And that to change those results, we need to change who we think we are, either by way of our ideals, our confidence, or our self-esteem. So what I'd like to share with you in this segment are real-life examples of how the results model works in business and in real-life situations. So first, I want to start with a very common challenge that clients have when they start uh, to grow their businesses. So when they come and work with us, uh, most of them are way too busy to keep up with all the um, administrative work of the business, right? So for example, invoices are not being sent out on a timely basis and this causes a lot of cash flow problems or their bills are being paid late and they're incurring late fees or phone calls and emails and texts are not being answered and this is upsetting customers, and actually maybe they're even losing prospects because of this, and so on, right? So it's basically time to get some help and to hire their first office uh, assistant or manager, right? So the idea, the thought of changing these less-than-ideal results and having someone else take care of the office work sounds extremely appealing, and clients smile, and they get very excited, and they actually – look forward to what that day-to-day life is going to feel like when somebody else is taking care of those things for them. Most of them, even if they have the time, they don't really like performing those tasks. So the decision gets made, right? They decide that they will hire their first office assistant or manager, Uh, We may uh, be reviewing the numbers together during a coaching meeting and see that the numbers work and they can afford this person at this time. Uh, They've even maybe gone ahead and made room in their physical space and put on a, a new desk and chair and a new computer. And all of this is sounding great, but there really is a big problem. And the problem is, is that, even though they're sort of taking these actions, they really are not taking the action that's going to give them a result. Uh, And what what I mean by that is they're not even taking the first step, which is posting an ad to even find somebody to apply for the position. And what happens is time goes by, right? Maybe the first week goes by and they say that they've been way too busy, right? They just haven't had time to post the ad. Then the second week goes by, and maybe now they'll say that, well, you know, the new workstation is not quite ready yet. The computer is not completely set up. I don't have the internet working, haven't figured out the phone situation yet, things like that. And then another week goes by, and now maybe they're saying that, well, the job posting website that I'm looking at took too long. I had these technical issues, and I didn't finish it. And still no ad. And the office is falling apart more and more and more. The pain of of going through all of that is, is growing. But they're still not taking that first step. They will continue to emphatically say that they want the results of an efficient office. Yet they can't take that very first and frankly very simple step of posting the app. So what's going on here? Right? From earlier segments and from before the break, we have covered how jumping straight to action, even though it sounds like a good thing to do, does not typically work. So why is that? Right? The reason is that if our mindset, right, our way of thinking is not aligned with the actions that we need to take or that we want to take, we will simply not do them. Right? We won't change our behavior. So let's look at this from the self-concept angle. In almost most cases, what's happening here is a severe lack of confidence. What that sounds like is a little bit like this, right? What they may be saying is this. I've never hired an office manager before. I have no idea what to look for. I don't even know what to look for on a resume. What if I hire the wrong person? Even if I were to hire the right person, how will I train that person? I don't know what I'm doing in the office. I don't know the right way to do the office stuff. I'm going to feel ridiculous trying to, set, to tell somebody what to do when I don't even know how to do it myself. Right? So they have confidence in hiring people in the field because that's what they're used to. They've done it before. They know how to evaluate that work, but they don't have the same experience in the office. So they have a lack of confidence in this area. Can you hear that in, my, in the phrases that I'm repeating to you of what they may have said? It's actually pretty easy to hear that, right? And where is this lack of confidence coming from? It's coming deep from their conditioning, right? If we actually dig deeper, their agreements, which is a concept that we covered in an earlier segment and that we're going to cover a lot more in, in future ones, their agreements actually come out. They sound a little bit like this. I'm a terrible teacher, or I don't know how to run an office, right? This mindset and the lack of confidence that it, that mindset causes really creates a lot of anxiety. And if this issue is not dealt with at that self-concept level, the behavior, meaning posting an ad and hiring an office manager, actually will never happen. It will get um, keep putting off. Right? So let's talk about uh, confidence for a little bit. So, how do we go about this? How do we go about resolving the issue? So, let's look at how confidence is built. Think about some task that you're extremely confident about. How did you become so confident? Probably because you've done that task over and over again with good results. Right? So, what you need to understand is that it's okay to have no confidence here yet because you've never done this before, right? They've never hired an office manager before. But instead of procrastinating and delaying getting the practice that you need to get better at interviewing and hiring and training, you need to have the confidence in yourself that you can tackle something new and go get the tools you need to start actually practicing. You can learn how to read a resume. You can find interview questions that you can use. You can outline a training program with your coach, etc. The how is really not that important for what we're talking about today, right? What's really important is that we need to see that the simple action of posting an ad will not take place if someone's self-concept does not allow it. So if you don't see yourself as someone capable of interviewing candidates and successfully training employees even in the areas of your business where you don't have that much hands-on experience in you won't build the team you need to be successful and you'll blame it on the wrong thing you'll blame it either on procrastination or you will blame it on being busy and you'll keep telling yourself I will post that ad tomorrow so if you don't tackle the real cause then Actually, you can't remove the real block, right? So you want to go down to the cause, remove the real block. Then you'll be able to take action. And when you are able to take action, then your results are going to change automatically, right? In this case, what happens is I've worked with clients who actually move on to hire extremely capable office managers who have helped them turn their business from chaos to actually great examples of efficiency once those clients gained the the confidence to hire, interview, and train. So that's a very common um, issue that I'm sharing with you So I'm talking about it in kind of general terms. Uh, Now let's talk about a more specific example. Right, so this example is about a client who has a service-driven business. What that means is that his business is mostly made up of um, routine maintenance visits and repairs. So when he started coaching, he had two employees who were very, very young and very irresponsible. Right. So what would happen is they would call him last minute to tell him that they were just not showing up to work. Sometimes they wouldn't even call or they would get to work, but they would do very subpar work. And then he, meaning the owner, would have to jump in and redo their work all the time. So he wasn't making money. And of course, his own schedule was just a disaster, right? Every day, he would leave his house very early with a long to-do list, only to end up running around in circles, putting out fires all day long, and never really getting to what he was supposed to be doing. And even worse... Because he is someone with really high standards, he was living in this constant state of worry and anxiety. Why? Because he knew that his clients were not consistently getting the level of quality or the quality of service that he really wanted to deliver. Now, does this by any chance sound familiar? Now, what different results did he want? Of course, he wanted to stop the insanity of his daily schedule, but he really wanted to take it even further, right? He also wanted to triple the number of his service clients. So I'm going to say that again, triple it, right? So a very significant growth. Now, let's look at the results model and see what's happening here. If we start with his behavior, right, we can easily determine that there are a few things that he needs to change to get the different, better results that he wants. For example, first he needs to hire more responsible employees and train them well. Then he needs to establish a quality control process or some checks and balances so that he can check on their work without having to be there every minute of every day. Now, he also uh, probably needs to choose a good scheduling system to organize his day and to keep everything on track. And finally, he needs to transition into not being the only person who is capable of dealing with the um, emergencies that always pop up. So he can actually stick to the schedule that he's going to create. So what to do, right, the the to-do or the plan or the action plan is actually very easy to see. And actually, it's very easy to agree with it at the intellectual level. But if it were so simple, again, to go straight uh, to taking action and change one's behavior, he would have been doing all of those things already, right? He knew. He knew that those were the things that he had to do, but he was not doing them. And he was making all kinds of excuses for his lack of action, And by the way, this had been going on for a while, right? This was not his first year in business. So what are some of these excuses? It usually goes down to being too busy. So sounds like I'm too busy to stop and train people, or I'm too busy to develop and implement any kind of system, or I'm too busy to create and follow a schedule, Or something that's very typical, uh, people saying, you know, my business is very different from anybody else's and it's not so easy to organize it. Now, I'm not saying that he wasn't busy. Of course he was. Just like any other business owner who is in chaos is busy. The point is that even if that is valid, right, being busy is never the real reason why people don't do what they know they must do. So again, we're going back to that cause and effect relationship. So we have to really go deeper than just looking at the behavior. We have to look at what it really comes down to. And what does it come down to? Right? It comes down to mindset. Now, I already mentioned that this is a guy with very high standards. When he delivers, he's the best at what he does. And he even has high confidence, right? He actually genuinely believes that he can own the size of business that he wants and deliver the highest quality possible. He has the ability to look around and see his competitors and what they're doing and realize that he does it better. So he knows that he can have that future that he really wants. Now, his challenge was actually more in the self-esteem area. So let's look at uh, what that actually translates to, right? So let's look at it, uh, or let's look at his mindset at the time. Now, the agreements that he had made with himself at the time sounded like this. My company is too small and disorganized to attract and keep good employees. I'm not a good boss. I don't even know what that means. I just know how to do the work. I get nervous telling people what to do because I'm actually never sure if what I'm saying is truly right. Who would possibly want to work for me other than the young kids who have no experience and no responsibility? Those are the only people that I can attract because anybody else who has more experience or better qualities is going to see right through me that I really don't know what I'm doing. Or it could sound like this. I'm extremely disorganized. I have tried over and over to get organized, but I just can't do it. And I don't know if I ever will be able to do it. That's just not me. Or I have ADD. It's so hard for me to focus. So even when I have a list or a schedule or a calendar to follow, I mess it up because I can't stay on track. Now, let's look at these agreements, right? So if, if they sound like that, How successful is he going to be in taking action? So let's look at where these agreements come from. They come from his conditioning, like we've been talking about. He has been told over and over again by family that he can't do it. He thinks of all the times that he has failed before. His self-esteem was very low. So to have the results that he actually really wanted, he had to address his self-concept specifically his self-esteem, to remove the real block and actually be successful. Now, once he dealt with the real cause, his self-esteem, not the busyness that he was blaming, then he was able to move forward, right? So he now feels very worthy of the best employees, right? He has actually hired several service guys who are older, more experienced, and more responsible, He has even sent them to trainings to get certifications so that he can continue being the best out there. And he has started an internal training program that he sticks to every week. He has hired two people in the office, and these two people take care of the organization for him. And most importantly, he actually follows it. He now has a calendar and lives by it. So the point of all of this is that only once you address the real cause – You know, and if you do address it, then there are no limits to what people can do and achieve, even if it seemed impossible or if they struggled with that for years and years. So hopefully these two examples give you a little bit more of a idea of how um, the concepts that we're talking about get implemented. We're going to go into the next break. And after the break, my colleague, uh, Tom Pearson, is going to share with you a couple of different examples from his experience. And um, we will see you after the break.
2: Influencers Channel.
3: Get Unchained. influencers channel
0: change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to live the dream to reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to live the dream.
2: Hello, this is Tom Pearson, and I am one of the Master Business Coaches here at The Contractors Coach and also co-hosting this session with Karen and Marissa. Of living the dream. Well, like Marissa, I am going to share with you some examples of the work that I've done with clients who were stuck, as we say, meaning their business was stuck financially, uh, not making enough money, and profits were not growing. Uh, these situations occur, of course, because the owner themselves are stuck in their mindset that is not allowing them to take different and better actions, which would produce better results. So the first example that comes to mind for me is a general contractor that I've been working with for a few years now. And when he first came to work with me, uh, he had, his business was several million dollars large. However, it was not making any money. The bottom line was actually zero after paying the owner what was relatively a small amount of money just to cover living expenses. And so this had been the situation for the company for several years of zero or negative profits. And this, of course, led the owner to being very stressed out, trying to operate a company that wasn't making money, didn't really know what to do to fix the company. And the years of this just were piling up. In fact, his wife was really in his ear about, hey listen, if you're not gonna be able to figure this out, why don't you go get a job? Work for somebody else. You can make more money than you're making now, have a lot less stress, kind of clock in, clock out, and be done with it. We'd have a better lifestyle, you'd be able to spend more time at home with us, your family, Uh, and um, she was very adamant about this, becoming an issue, that's for sure. So in working with uh, this contractor, What we determined was that the issues of profit were actually coming foremost from the pricing strategy or lack thereof that he had. Uh, That combined with cost overruns and poor estimating meant that he wasn't setting himself up for success financially. He was bound to come in at a very low profit or certainly if anything went wrong, than no profit or negative profit. Now, talking, going back to what Karin spoke about in terms of the cause and effect. So the effect obviously is what I've been talking to you about what I just mentioned. But the cause, what was the cause? That's what we really needed to work on. And of course the cause always goes back to mindset. And in the case of this contractor, the mindset he was operating with was one of very low self-esteem. And perhaps having been through a number of poor financial years back to back, it eroded whatever confidence he had. So now he doesn't feel like he has what it takes to successfully run a company, feeling over his head and not really knowing how to bail the company out of the hole that had become pretty deep financially in terms of amounts of money owed and debt that it accumulated and so forth. So the process that we went through really was, of course, we were going to work on the pricing and helping them understand how to better manage costs throughout the production cycle. But what we had to start with first was the mindset. It was recalibrating the way he thought about himself and uh, and moving forward with that to sort of regain confidence so that he could step up and be the kind of leader and business owner that he really needed to be to make the changes that were necessary in the company to get the better results. You know, he, after all these years, his self-worth was pretty low. The quality of the work certainly needed to come up and um, he needed to own the results as he himself, starting with himself, being the cause of those results. So what he did was we went into this company had been successful. Let's look at your history. You've been successful in the past. So you can have success again. It's just a different game right now. So you've got to play this game differently. And in order to do that successfully, you've got to change your mindset. So that's what we started with is the mindset. And we got into, of course, the tactical stuff of pricing. And we put a pricing model together for him. He had to use this pricing. He didn't think his. He didn't feel comfortable charging more for his work, okay? That was the mindset issue. He didn't feel he was worth it, and he felt that he had to offer a low price in order to get business. That's His mindset was locked into that. I need to price low or I won't get business. And coming out of a, been, these p- folks have been in business for a while, so coming out of the recessionary years, a lot of people uh, adopted that kind of mindset need to price low, price low. And he held on to it, to his detriment, to that type of thinking. So once we were able to change his thinking, get him to understand that the whole world around him, all of his competitors, everybody else, is charging more. You're the lone wolf still holding on to low prices. The quality of what your crew can do is worth more. That's for sure. So you've got to bring up your price. So through... A process of reinventing his pricing model and getting his head aligned with seeing the value and what they do and understanding that value and really convincing himself he's the first person he had to sell was himself that he was that his company was worth the new pricing the higher pricing of course, as he began to sell more and more of these projects at a higher price, confidence built, and the, it proved to him what he had started to believe. Uh, what he needed to start to believe before the evidence came in was that his company was worthy of charging and getting more for their services than what he had been charging in the past. And, and uh, incidentally, you know, as the first year rolled in and he was making, went from zero profit, after one year he was in the high six figures of profit, he still couldn't believe it. We talked about increasing his compensation as an example, and he just still was, I don't know, I don't know if this was a fluke, I don't know if it's a repeatable, if this was just you know, a situation that was one time and we're gonna go back to zero profits, no. I had to convince him there regarding his mindset, help him change his mindset to understand that what you've done to get to where you are right now is the result of putting systems and processes improvements in your business that are going to continue, they're not going away. As long as you continue to use them, the results will continue to be there. So again, going back to cause and effect. First, this gentleman had to change his mindset. The way he looked at his business, what he felt it was worth, the value of what their services they provided were worth. Then he had to go out there and take action and actually start bidding at a higher price with confidence, walking in the door with confidence about his pricing and his value. And then he started to sell and they delivered and the profits came in, the results changed. So it's a great example of the cause and effect model at play and how much the mindset has to do, how you have to start actually with the mindset in order to change ultimately your results. Another example that comes to mind is with a framing client, framing contractor client of mine. And when I met him, he was losing bids, quite often. His winning percentage was very low and he was extremely frustrated. In fact, I would say he was angry. He had a chip on his shoulder. He wasn't sure why he was losing, but he was, had a lot of blame uh, around the ignorance of other people, the ones that were not choosing to work with him, uh, did not see the quality of work that he could deliver for them, etc., and uh, he was in denial really about his own role in all of this and understanding it was his attitude, in part his attitude or his mindset that was affecting his ability to bring in these jobs at a higher rate. This particular framer was fairly new in his business, been around for a number of years, but not a lot. So he was relatively unknown in the industry, The business was, as we say, sort of invisible. And yet he was charging in his pricing really, really high margins. So he wasn't getting work. People didn't really know him or know of his work firsthand. And he was coming in among the highest priced in the bidding process. So people weren't taking him seriously. And that is where he was getting frustrated. Uh, And I said developing that chip on his shoulder. He was just writing people off basically they didn't hire him he was angry i'll never bid for that on with those people again with those on those uh, with that for that general contractor again and he was slowly but surely severing all of his connections build, burning his bridges and this is all because of not taking personal responsibility and understanding also where the market is and adjusting his mindset to meet to meet his situation So what we did was first of all, help them understand not to take the rejection personally, it's business. And there are reasons why you are getting rejected and it's not about you necessarily or not entirely, it's about how you're going to market and how you're explaining your value and also being willing because you're young and relatively unknown to actually bring your price down into a much more competitive range so that you get the opportunities to move forward with these people and prove yourself. So that was a huge, huge mindset adjustment that he had because while he was young in his business, he wasn't young in the business. He had worked for others, and he was actually a very skilled, skilled framer with a very skilled crew. So he felt he deserved top dollar for the work, but he just wasn't getting it. So again, first started off with working on his mindset to be open to changing the way that he went to market and priced himself more aggressively, meaning lower his price point to be more competitive to begin with, get some work, get some experience, become visible, build that reputation, and then move your price points up to earn more money. Because of course, when he wasn't winning, what his major concern was, obviously, or worry, what he was worried about was losing his crew because he couldn't keep them busy enough. So he was sort of, you know, sabotaging really himself because he wasn't willing to make changes. And in the meantime, he was putting his labor force at risk, which as you all know, in this today's day and time, it's all about, do you have a crew? You can sell all the business you want, but if you don't have a good crew to do the work, not much revenue is going to come in. So now... What he's been doing for the last six months or so is actually coming in at a lower price. We talked about how he was doing his pricing, we went through his pricing model, we figured that there were things that were certainly missing in his pricing model. That on top of a very high markup uh, was leading to, um, was leading to a, a bid that either wasn't very complete or correct and it was very high priced. So after we went through that process uh, with him, uh, everything improved. The guy started selling work. He's booked out now about five months. Um, He's got more work than he can handle. Now it's gonna be definitely shoring up his production and his scheduling and project management parts of his business because now he has more business than he ever dreamed he would have. So gotta be open to feedback. You gotta be willing to make improvements, you gotta be willing to change the way you think, just as this guy did, reluctantly at first, of course, but he did. And in turn, again, changed his actions. Results are incredibly good now. So I want to just wrap up by saying that every client that I work with has work to do on their mindset. Everybody comes to work with me and us here at The Contractor's Coach because they're looking to improve the results in their business and, frankly, in their life. And what they often don't understand before they start working with us is that they are the primary reason why they're not getting the results they're getting. Yes, some come to us with a bit of a victim mindset, meaning that they want to blame other people and other things for the reasons they're not getting the results they want. Uh, They're living in denial even that they have major issues. And also that they are justifying, finding ways to justify the results they're getting by saying, hey, it's too hard out there. Nobody out there does any good work for me. All the good people are taken and on and on. They go with the stories. And so, when we start to work with people, we always understand that the mindset leads action, comes before the action, precedes the action, and the actions dictate your results. So the law of cause and effect is what we focus on initially to help people change and improve the mindset the way they think as the probably the most important factor that's going to change the results and improve the results that they get. And a lot of that boils down to their self ideals, looking at those, as Karin pointed out, the self image and the self esteem, basically their self concept. And it results in, which is the result of a conditioning process that they've been in through called life. And what we do with them is help to change that conditioning process, improve that conditioning process which will create a much more positive effect on their mindset, on their actions, and of course, on their results. So that's what I have to share with you today. I appreciate you listening to this session of Living the Dream, and stay tuned for our next session. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Live the Dream. Please join Karin Dillon along with Tom Pearson and Marissa Marseille for another program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a dream living week.